joining us on the All Talk No Shock Anything Goes uh, live stream. Wazabi, how uh, how you doing? Hey, uh, doing fine. Um, head full of evidence law. How about you? <laughs> I don't know what that is. What is that? <laughs> I don't know if you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Oh, for for your education, for your for your uh, um, uh, schooling and stuff. It took me a sec. I thought, like, is that a new anime that I'm not aware of? Because it seems like evidence law would be like I either either like a anime or like a like a, a PlayStation One game from from 1999 or something. It's just know. the code name for Ace Attorney. Yes. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I love it. Nice. Well, it is uh it, it is a it is a full house and a and a big party here and we've been kind of uh, we've been kind of chatting about what the uh, kind of future of the Transformers toy line is kind of in the wake of what this HasLab Victory Saber project could mean for the line. It's like, does does that mean that we're going to potentially get some some um, you know Japanese exclusive figures? Are we going to get some get some more Master Force? Are we going to get some more Zone? And really, just kind of under the under the umbrella of uh, G One fatigue. Except, except for that movie. Keep giving me those movie figures. <laughs> so, so, so that's kind of where we're at. But one of the things that I, um, I had pitched to both um, Apollo and Maddie here is they, uh, they, they did a, um, a fantastic uh, panel conversation uh, last year during Cybefest Northwest, talking about uh, diversity and representation in Transformers. And I think there's maybe a version of this if I can host this correctly. Directly where this almost kind of transitions into um, some of that a little bit, because I think as we're looking to new toys, that could mean changes in dynamic in in uh, uh, the fiction in terms of diversity and representation, because we've you know, we've 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 seen um, larger larger than baby steps i think in uh in kingdom here some um some some welcome steps there um so i thought maybe that's a that's that's a piece we can go to if if we're game if it's too big of a topic we can just we can just continue to talk about uh victory saber as much as the day is long <laughs> but um but yeah so i mean so i cuz i mean maddie i've always appreciated your perspective on on um on transformers fandom where do you think we are today as opposed to say this time last year or maybe even this time two years ago uh i'd say there's been a lot of change i don't think there's anything we can point to specifically within even the last year or last two years uh mostly because it's been building for a while Mm -hmm. um a lot of us point to idw1 and that's kind of exactly where it is we got to the point where people uh writers who um read idw1 more than meets the eye usually is the go-to but even like john barber like claps to john barber uh i just love the one line in the 2017 annual where it's just so explicit. It's like, yeah, she's my conjux Endura. And like it had it completely italicized and bolded. Like, no, they're not friends. They're, yeah. Victorian is lesbians and I love it. 
<laughs> I love it because I mean, I mean, again, that the the thing that I have delighted in seeing in uh, in Transformers over the last several years, I, I, as you said, Maddie, it's been uh, it, it's been building, uh, but yeah, just you know having that representation more not just not just subtext it's straight up text at, at this point <laughs> um so um apollo uh um because you and i haven't really talked about uh kingdom or really any of like the the more recent stuff but i i was wondering since I since I've got you and and Wazabi here on the on the same chat, um, how how do you folks feel that that we are in terms of? I, it's the same question I just asked Maddie. Where where do do you feel we're in a different spot today than we were yesterday, figuratively? Um, yeah, I I definitely think we're in a different spot than even two years ago. And as Maddie, you were saying, it's a, it's been a buildup, and it's not just one specific thing. It's various um, things, and that have happened. Like um, you know, in Kingdom, you know, we had a lot of strong female characters in there, and then also with just Black Arachnia flirting, we you know about RC and then Air Razor, and um, you know, you know, that's just one thing, you know, and you know, and also in IDW two, the one thing, you know, I know there's mixed reviews about that, but the one thing is there's strong female representation in there, like. I'd say the cast is half female, which is like unheard of in Transformers. Oh, wow. Like we maybe got that in Cyberverse briefly, but um, I, um, you know, I still think there's a ways to go still. Um, I haven't talked about this on this show, but I believe this came up in uh, transmissions where I'm a guest host on that podcast. But I think we need to break out of, telling the same story of Optimus Prime and Megatron. Like, you know, it'd be kind of nice if maybe we had a female lead character, like Alita One, maybe she becomes the Prime, you know? Like, you know, let's tell some other stories about some other characters and um, then we can continue that diversity, um, you know, and representation, you know? And, And it's not just diversity of gender, it's also diversity of just like different characters. Like, you know, like why do we have to keep telling and I love Optimus Prime. You can see the two masterpieces back there on the table. <laughs> but like, why do we have to keep telling the same story over and over again? Let's tell some other stories. Yes. Absolutely. It, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's such a rich tapestry. And like so um I've I've had conversations recently with uh, with Michael Andrews here about uh, Power Rangers and how like that fiction like change is baked into it and it felt like there was a time when Transformers had that also like you know especially within the the Unicron trilogy where you go from Armada to Energon to Cybertron and like somewhere along the way it just kind of became like you know, G1 or bust. And I don't know if that 
came from Hasbro trying to reconnect with lapsed fans like myself, um, where they're like, hey, buddy, you, you remember that optometrist prime you liked? You, you remember that that cassette man you liked? Here you go. And it's all it's all super current. So like I for one, I I've I've appreciated those those touches in the main line i love that i have um you know really cool contemporary versions of these characters that i grew up in grew up with but what i've also learned to appreciate is that every entry point for the transformers much like say like uh any other any other type of fiction whether whether it be star wars or doctor who or uh ninja turtles uh uh, power rangers whatever every entry point is somebody's first entry point so like every iteration is somebody's first g1 so like well i think it's great that i've been getting mine why can't my friends get theirs? You know, why why can't my buddy Michael Andrews here get uh get get more Babeverse figures or, or right? More where's your... where's my Revenge of the Fallen stuff? Come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, it's just interesting. So so like Joe, for example, you've um uh you know looking at your gargantuan display behind you, it's like you know it looks like it's it's you know uh, I see a lot of Optimus Primes there. I see a lot of uh, jet fires, but I would imagine that a lot of it is uh, is mostly kind of G one related. Is is that is that fair to say? It's fair. Um, I will admit to that. Um, just kind of going back to what you were talking about, wondering when everybody's going to get theirs. I think when they start approaching middle age and Hasbro's convinced they have lots of discretionary income to spend, we'll start getting a lot more focus on Armada Trilogy. We'll get more focus. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but Beast Wars is we're beginning to see a lot of Beast Wars stuff and callbacks to that. And that was a cartoon from 95. So that's about 25 years ago. So if you were a 10 year old or a five year old, you're coming to that 30, 40 range where they're going to think you're going to have the money to spend. I think we're going to see more of them right there um, just through Beast Wars. And then eventually I think we will get to the Armada trilogy, um, Unicorn trilogy, excuse me. Um, I wasn't around during that time, Um, but I'm interested in it. I've had, it's like you said, Mike, we've gotten ours. Like I've got shelves of all the ones that I've been wanting from them forever, but I've got a beast shelf. That's just out of, uh, out of sight. That's almost full now. Yeah. Um, so I think eventually we're going to start getting to these other franchises. I mean, these other, um, uh, shows within the franchise, I think they're just trying to, um, just squeeze every drop they can out of us G1 G1 area uh, yeah. era people. And yeah. then I think we'll start seeing it expand a little bit more. Well, I, I agree with you, Joe, because like, I, I think, I think a couple things and, and I think you talking about discretionary income really unlocked it because really that's when Hasbro started uh, accommodating my age group where they're just like, Oh, those are the folks with the money. But here's the thing we're going to start aging out. We're going to start dying off. And then like the, and, and I'm sure some of my younger friends is like, yeah, not soon enough. You friggin' boomer. <laughs> you and your car. I was going to say it. <laughs> the boomers don't know what Transformers is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's I, I, the boomers I remember underdog. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I love it. I, Never I love heard it. of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, man. Sure do like so those Tide Pods. Right? Or Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think that's what it is. I, I think we'll start seeing this representation in in time and i um because it's it's really the sequel it's the cycle that we've already seen so i guess a a question for the group then because i i I do got a couple other uh, uh topics i wanted to bring up but um do we think that this is the machine to where like that's the cycle where it's going to be a regurgitation of previous lines. Are we ever going to see something that is shockingly new as Beast Wars was? Is something that was as new in spirit as, say, like R.I.D. 2001? Um, something that was even as new as Bavers? You know, because like everything was kind of like still through that kind of weird legacy kaleidoscope but i i wonder if we're ever going to get something as new as even say like the japanese exclusive characters like you know like like victory saber and all of all of his friends you know I, i'm trying to loop it back around to what we were talking about earlier but um but yeah but um so yeah so i mean i i guess let's just kind of go go kind of go around the circle uh, uh maddie what being on on the the younger end of this fandom spectrum what what do you think is going to happen or 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 beyond that what do you want to see happen Okay, first off, I like being referred to as younger because now I'm in fandom with literal children. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't have to be a mom right now. Welcome to, to my world. Not to say their real names in chat, um, <laughs> as I do now. But um, right, I think the fun of this is that um, I see this also from an entertainment marketing standpoint, since that was my whole life for quite a while and still will be. Uh, that's why I'm going to law school is to go into hopefully entertainment law, maybe a little bit of international. Um, so knowing what I know from at least the TV side, which is, you know, the whole 30 minute uh, toy commercial for children thing. Uh, I don't know. There's such a mixed way that this can go because right now Hasbro is in a really funky place with that where it's, they know that as long as they target the five to seven year old demographic, um, they can sell the cheaper toys and a lot of them. But it's almost like they're at the point that they're not willing to make the investment anymore. So uh, as we noticed with Cyberverse, um, and that being said, like I adore all of the actors who are in Cyberverse, but it says something when none of the voice actors are union because that tells me they're not paying as much for the shows anymore. Um, obviously, all the writers are union. They have to be. Uh, animation writers are actually covered under the Writers Guild of America, like all the other live action writers. So that's kind of a no negotiation. Uh, you don't hire non-union when it comes to writing. Uh, so that's where most of the money is going. Uh, and Cyberverse in particular was actually a collaboration between three different studios. So Hasbro goes ahead and buys Boulder Media, the god-tier animation studio of Flash Animation. Their stuff is gorgeous. 
um, little sad that they're now blocked off from the rest of the animation world as they haven't really picked up kind of any of their third party gigs. So they used to do a lot for like cleanup on Disney XD. Um, and I think they would collab with Titmouse occasionally and they, the results are stunning. If you want an example, um, Wander Over Yonder from Disney XD, gorgeous, gorgeous 2D show. Um, but that being said, Hasbro goes and buys this and then doesn't use them for what they're meant to do. We could have had an amazing 2D Flash animated Transformers show. And that's not to knock Cyberverse at all. I really like the way that CGI was going compared to Robots in Disguise 2015, because obviously we're not going to get another Transformers Prime. It's way too expensive. Uh, the animation, the voices, the fact that Brian Tyler used his own live orchestra to score the entire show that is so much money and it can't be done anymore unfortunately um so i guess getting back to it when it's going to be really hard for art it's going to be really hard as far as um the character models go of easier animation um not as many like bad animation frames any of those like fun uh no more of bumblebee clipping through an entire rocket um <laughs> i understood that reference yeah i swear i've watched you one um so i think the key is gonna honestly be in the writers and if the artists can get creative enough between california boulder media in ireland and if Hasbro decides to use them again, and I forget the name of the studio, but the studio that ultimately animated Cyberverse was in India. Hmm. Fascinating. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's where we are right now as far as the television side of Transformers goes. <laughs> so with that, and and first of all, thank you for all that insight. That That is very much a mic drop. Uh, I, I I really appreciate the, the education and insight. Um, I, I noticed, though, when... Uh, you talked a lot about Cyberverse. We didn't necessarily talk about War for Cybertron. And is is that because that's like so far and away such a such a, a different project? Because like for me, um, I mean, there there's there's some good things. There's some there's some criticisms. And I just in a conversation where we're talking about what the future is. Is that what the future looks like? Because I don't know if that's a future I want to be a part of. I feel like it might be. Again, this is Hasbro testing the waters in projects that don't necessarily cost a lot of money. So that's what we need to keep in mind, too. Like, we are essentially all being experimented upon by Hasbro to see uh, how many robots we can buy and how many we're willing to kind of based off the same models, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, but... Also, I see uh, the War for Cybertron trilogy as more of an exploration as well into streaming, because we all know there was the um, the YouTube Power of the Primes thing yeah. that was going on. Yeah, the Machinima stuff. Yeah, which had so much potential. And yeah. I, it's I, living I, at I, home I, with its parents. It makes, me, <laughs> it makes me so sad, because like on the flip side, 
uh, Hasbro got permission from Cartoon Network because Cartoon Network is terrible to any third-party vendors. Uh, we've seen that with Pokemon and Ninjago. Thank God Pokemon is on Disney. I never thought I'd say that. Um, <laughs> but they were able to work out with Cartoon Network to upload Cyberverse to YouTube. And to my knowledge, that actually did pretty well from the amount of like YouTube kids are consuming now, how it was listed. And the episodes are just short enough to really be successful on YouTube. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm hoping this is more of a push for Hasbro to go more streaming. Um, the only other thing we have to keep in mind too, which we haven't heard a lot about yet, but in, I believe, first quarter 2019, Hasbro acquired Entertainment One. Right. They just, yeah, they just completely bought them, which is why they have Power Rangers now, basically. Mm -hmm. um, but we don't know what else we're gonna, they're going to do with Entertainment One. Um, right. And especially since COVID hit, they couldn't really announce anything or really say what was in progress with that. So I don't know. I know they're more um, film-based, but maybe we'll see something come out of that as well. But TLDR, mm -hmm. we are all guinea pigs, and I think they're hoping that we all tune in for War for Cybertron. Uh, our kids, my non-existent child, uh, that teddy bear right there, um, <laughs> will come wandering into the room and be like, yo, robots. What are robots? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, brilliant. Well said. I, uh, um, I, I got a couple things that came up in chat. Uh, my, uh, my buddy Dave Cabal says we need studio triggered to do transformers exclamation point. I see a lot of clapping and prayer hands for that. So I, think <laughs> I like the, I like the shout outs for, uh, for a studio trigger for sure. Um, he, uh, he also mentioned, uh, there is the rumored legacy line after kingdom, which will have G one beast wars and prime. Um, and so are, are we looking at something? I, I, it's interesting where, uh, Hasbro likes to reuse names like in a post Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse thing. And they've kind of used that. I've always liked the name of Cyberverse, but it's kind of too bad that they used that already because it seems like Cyberverse would be a really cool name for kind of like a consolidated, uh, let's, uh, let's throw everybody together. But, um, uh, Joe, what, uh, what do you think about this, uh, this, this rumored legacy line and, and are, you know, are, are you down with having your your g1s and beast wars and primes and all these other knuckleheads uh co-mingling uh yeah i'm definitely up for it and you know it would be a perfect name for it universe or generations ah, <laughs> what do you know that. i think they own that already yeah, yeah. what do you know <laughs> they have this already if they would have just stuck with that that's when i first got back into transformers was universe and generations and i was getting a ratchet toy with a cheetor toy with um with uh with a hot shot toy and I thought that's what Transformers was turning into, and I liked it. I didn't know all these other series. I was a G1 guy. I saw some Beast Wars a little bit, um, but I thought it was awesome. And then just along the way, we just kind of went in the opposite direction. And kind of getting back to what we were talking about earlier, when I really noticed that was the R.I.D. 15 series because that series started off Bumblebee's the leader. Now I know now that we think about it, all right, it's Bumblebee, but Bumblebee's the leader. 
there's new there's new Autobots with him. Yeah, they're sideswiping a couple other ones, and he's going to be the leader, and he's going up against these Decepticons you really haven't ever seen before, and it's going to be new, but it's still on Earth. And then what? By the second season, Optimus Prime was back. Um, he was in charge. I didn't even follow the series to tell you the truth, but enough from like um, seeing people talk about it, it looks like they said, no, nah, we're, we're going to go back to what's safe. And we're going to keep on moving on in that direction. Um, so I'm disappointed with that because, yeah, um, I don't know anything about our, you know, I know a little bit about Armada and 2001 RID. I watched Prime and loved Prime. Um, that that was really when I was getting into it seriously. So I'm up for these different characters. I'm, I want to see a Demolisher figure from that, um, from the Unicron trilogy. Um, I, you know, something that kind of helped me with some of these characters was that Transformers TCG game. Uh, where they brought in different figure, uh, different characters from different lines, and kind of meshed everybody together with that too. Although it did have a strong G one uh, bent to it, um, I like that. You know, and I think honestly, if you ask a lot of older collectors, we would all tell you, older. I'm in my forties, um, <laughs> but to you babies, I guess I, I am older. Um, but if you ask a lot of us that. I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us would say, yeah, give us something different. We, it's like you said, I have 50 Optimus Primes right here, and then I've got 40 Hot Rods, although I'll take all the Hot Rods you got. Um, but <laughs> it's like, you know, I think the fandom's ready for something fresh. And I really liked seeing that um, breakdown might be in the next um, – in the next line, you know, a, a really nice generation figure of him, or maybe, um, I mean, I got the red RC from prime, but I'd like a, an affordable, uh, prime RC that I wouldn't have to spend a hundred bucks on, on the secondary market. And I can just go pick up at target for 22 bucks. So I'm up for it. And I think if you asked a lot of people in my um, age range and who kind of came up, like I did, we would say, yeah, bring it on. Absolutely. Um, how about you, Apollo? What uh, what what's your take on all this? Because I I know you have uh, a specific taste that that kind of are um are, are eclectic. Like you know, you take a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Well, and as you can see, I have an entire detoff of Star Screams. So from <laughs> um, one of them. So um, I agree with both your points, Maddie and Jobot about um. I think that there's a lot of marketing going on, a lot of testing. I think they're looking at all sorts of metrics. I had to do that at some point in a previous job. And, um, you know, you look, you know, companies look at metrics and see what's doing well and what's not. And so if we want things to do well, we have to give them the web traffic. We have to back them with our money like this Star Saber. If you want something different or want something like, you know, if you want more Japanese G1 figures, back the Star Saber because then we might get Desaurus, which would be super awesome, you know, mm -hmm. and just other characters or God Jinrai, you know. And I know he looks kind of like Optimus, but he's not. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, so your time and attention matters. Hasbro said it on their live stream, even last Friday, they're looking at social media. So post about what you want. They're going to be, and if they see stuff's getting high traffic, you know, they're going to, they'll be willing to experiment. And then if they put out something may not be the best, you know, but you know, if we don't, if we ignore it, 
then we're not going to get anything different. It's going to be more G1 stuff and not to hate on G1 because I just like back there, I just got masterpiece star scream, you know, the G1 version. And so, um, you know, so I do think there's a lot of marketing involved and, you know, they are looking at social media. So post what you want to see. Like if you want Mm -hmm. more female characters, like if we want like a story with Alita one or whatever, like let's post stuff about that. Like, um, you know, they're looking at it and, um, you know, that's my thoughts on that. Um, Oh, I was going somewhere with this and now I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, but um, yeah, my collection, getting back to what you said, it's kind of eclectic. Like I have a lot of seekers. Um, I have some Studio 86 stuff. I've got a collection of fembots, um, you know, and one of my things is um, what it was the question again, Mike, because I'm starting to go in a different ta- direction. No, with that, that's, yeah, no, that's OK. I like I like this tangent we're going in. I think we're still under the umbrella of talking about what we think the future is going to be. Um, well, I think we're going to get more female character figures I do hope they're better designed than they've been in the past. Like um, that's been my biggest problem with them. Um, I I know road rage is coming out supposedly. I think she's a target exclusive and that'll be exciting. So um, I hope they fix the joints issue. Like, so she's not like tracks, you know, because I've heard (laughs) things with tracks, but um, you know, I'm really excited for things like the wreckers, the new wreckers comic. I think that's going to be really good. We got a, you know some older Minerva. Mm-hmm. Oh, coming I didn't back. even know that existed is that yeah, let's go mm-hmm. get it yeah. pre-ordered yep. so um i i think stuff like that is the future transformers because i know we've probably all had this thought like and i mean i know peter cullen hasn't really been involved as a voice actor for transformers like on the main show in a while because the whole union issues but you know i've been at like past tf cons where people are like peter cullen is optimus prime to me no one else is so is the brand going to die with peter cullen when peter cullen does you know and i hope he doesn't for a long time, but the dude's in his eighties, I think now, so, you know, um, statistics are not on his side. And, um, you know, I'd like to think that the brand would continue to live on, you know, um, you know, I've actually been thinking about this really recently and it's kind of depressing, but like, what if transformers ended? Like if Hasbro decided, no, we're done, you know, like after you know, like this is why we have to engage actively in anything that they're making, you know, because we got to this is the way we're going to keep it alive after, you know, pro- prolific voice actors pass away, you know, and we can make room for a different character. Like, look at this cast here. Like, this is exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. OK, I've rambled oh on enough. Cool. <laughs> Ultra Mike, yeah. yeah. your turn. <laughs> What's left to be said? I, yeah. uh, I'm going to marvel at this cover for a little bit longer. I did yeah. not know this project was in the works. This is this is a premiere to me. I'm very excited. I, I unfortunately, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, unfortunately, that Generation Select hot shot has been shooting up on the secondary market, and I was a little slow to get it. Um, so, and then you've got Ricochet in his uh, Combiner Wars looking body. Yeah, um, so cool. There, 
and I'm like I said, I'm on eBay looking for stuff I haven't gotten, and there's interest in it. The way these prices are going up, and the way their people are actually buying them too. So I'm really stoked for this one. Who do we know who's writing this? Um, it's uh, why am I forgetting the name? I know Jack Lawrence is doing. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jack's doing the art. Jack's Mm -hmm. doing the art. Okay. Uh, who was the writer again? Cool. I mean, you're not going to turn me off of this. I'm, I'm not going to cancel anything. But uh... <laughs> I mean, you got me with Jack already. So how? Can yeah. I... <laughs> yeah, this is yeah this is amazing. Oh, this uh, is David Marriott's writing this. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So, so cool. that makes sense. I mean, that that's. I mean, he's kind of filling John Barber's shoes in a, in a way because you know he's going from editing to writing and and back again. I mean, it's not quite the same path, but it's close. Is this a Jeopardy thing? <laughs> that's good sorry 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 if you're listening sorry sorry yeah. no no that's <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> all right but yeah no this uh um i i think in a, in a sense to to tie a few different threads together i think something like this series kind of represents what that future could be where it's like you know we we at a time where we're not necessarily going to see the research and development for something that's new whole cloth i think the next best thing is like a buffet you take what you want and you get some really cool, unusual combinations. Like whoever thought we would see this particular group of characters together, you know, that, that kind of uh, um, interesting representation. Now let's take that and push that even further. You know, when, when you start mixing in beast characters or prime characters or Unicron trilogy characters, I mean, it's like, there's, there's a lot of potential that you can do, that doesn't cost a whole lot of money. I don't know. One guy I talking. Can, <laughs> I can see. Str- I can see strong arm fitting in this group from RID fifteen. Oh, great! And then and then we get a generations figure of her finally. I mean, I've got that RID. I've got that one in the ladies section, but I'd like a nice one with tons of articulation and weapons and stuff like that. You know, a better yeah. representation. I mean, she's a cool character from just the little we've got from her. I mean, I think there's lots of room to develop with her too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's oh, such yeah. a fun character. Mm-hmm. I adore her. So great. Yeah. I do too. Well, and like Apollo was saying too, you know, it's like, uh, you know, the, uh, a large portion of the IDW two comics cast is is female, so why not normalize that uh, ratio of representation? Because last time I checked in the human population, that's you know let, let's let's kind of make things more proportional if uh, if that's that's the concept that we have with these robot characters you know in, in a sense i'm not trying to sound like a boomer about it saying like oh man why is gender even a concept that that's not what i mean what, what i mean though is like if if it's a concept that exists and it does exist why not have a proportional uh ratioed representation I think I, I dug myself out of that real quick. <laughs> I have a tentative answer to that, though, because yeah. it ties back into just the toy industry itself. Mm. So um, if you'll notice, like when you go to Target or anything, uh, there's sections for the girl toys and there's sections for the boy toys. Uh, and 
it's like we as a society still separate by gender in that sense um but also i believe this marketing was developed oh gosh i think it was like with the 80s with the giant toy boom and everything after the deregulations but uh the toy industry found that sales were better when they assigned genders to the toys so at this point transformers is still a boys franchise so we'll maybe get like the stray windblade or rc here and there just to be like kind of oh yeah we did we did our jobs we know there's some girls watching we're not marketing towards them though yeah um and it's really unfortunate because it's like at the end of the day uh it's a capitalist society. Hasbro is a company and they're here to make money. They're not here to break boundaries. They're not here to put out art in the sense that uh, I've been like really on an Animaniacs train lately, but sure. <laughs> it's like, you think about, let's think about Animaniacs for a hot sec. Cause I love it. Um, but there's not a lot of merch for that. I don't have a wall of Yakos behind me. I can't get a wall of Yakos. I can't get a wall of pinkies or brains either. But I can get a wall of Transformers. So they're not here to make something. um, It's almost like a happy accent that's so prolific. But they're ultimately here at the end of the day to make a profit, which is, you know, it's a company. Fair. Um, I'll pay into it because I like the characters and I will obviously ask for more. But at this point in time, um, I honestly don't see, at least for the children's media, in getting more diversity in gendered characters. I do see it for streaming because as adults, um, we fall outside of that market, Um, especially now that the toy market is so constrained. Um, I think the last report I read about like imaginative play was that once a kid hits about 10 or 11, they tap out of that because they're old enough to play video games. So there's been a decline in toy sales, basically. That's I why yeah. <laughs> that's why Transformers is like skewed yeah. downward. So it's like you had this from Prime that was like, hey, we're gonna talk about disabilities and death. And then you have <laughs> Robots in Disguise, which was very much a comedy show because that markets better to the five to seven year olds who still do imaginative play. Um Yeah. So yeah, basically the big roundabout answer is hopefully with streaming, with whatever deals Hasbro can do to really just get out of Cartoon Network, um, we'll be able to see more of that diversity shine through uh, in our characters, as well as the people on the development side. Like it yeah. helps that May Cat was a staff writer in Kingdom and mm-hmm, Superverse. Mm-hmm. You know, a really good example of what Maddie was talking about and probably a really big failure in toys and coming to having diversity was the she situation there were no figures out for that show and that show had a huge audience who wanted yeah. those figures who wanted um female figures who wanted you know imaginative play with mostly women in the cast um i loved she i'm an old school masters of the universe guy um like I said, I'm in my 40s, but I connected with She-Ra's storytelling and liked the characters and how they developed it. Um, but, you know, you hear the, the younger people who are like, you know, I wish I could have had a line of She-Ra toys, even older people, too, to tell you the truth. But that was just a big failure. They did not they did not fill, fill that need at all. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, and I don't know. This kind of leads to a different topic a little bit, but I, I don't know how those like Netflix shows, like the licensing, how that works for like the toys, because mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like the DreamWorks stuff gets figures sometimes, but like, how do you, uh, I mean, how do you get a show that's on Netflix to get like a toy? <laughs> All right. Ready? Ready oh, for this? <laughs> Set you up. Drop that science. <laughs> okay, so um, at least in the case of Shira, I believe that's still owned by Mattel. Correct. Um, Yes. Okay. So in that case, because so there's like, we can break this up into two different ways. There's the shows that are made to sell toys and have over time evolved into just our regular entertainment. And then there's the original animation that had that didn't really have the intention of selling toys, but gets to a point where it's like, we can we can spell we can sell SpongeBob memes to millennials. <laughs> Go get chicken SpongeBob. Um so in the case of Shira, yeah, there's absolutely no excuse. Mattel, though, has been really behind the game um, as far as marketing their toys in the sense that Hasbro does. So it's like, yeah, I can complain all I want about Hasbro slashing their budgets everywhere in this experimental phase, um, testing the waters as cheaply as possible to make the most profit as possible. But Mattel doesn't even do that. Mattel didn't get on their TV game I think until like 2017, 2018, when they finally hired someone to help develop current series, um, mm. which is how basically we got She-Ra. Uh, She-Ra toys came too little too late. Like Mattel yeah. didn't do what they were supposed to do. And on top of it, uh, going back to gendered toys, the toy I saw for She-Ra was a doll, which there's nothing mm. wrong with dolls, but if you're gonna reboot something like that and try to tap into that older fan base as well, uh, can I at least get some like Marvel Legends stuff going on here? Like what? I would have yeah. loved a Shira figure like that. I would have mm-hmm. bought it so fast. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a real shame too. Uh, yeah, abs- absolutely. Because no, no, you're right, and 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 you're more the Motu guy, so I'm so I'm gonna defer to you on that because like. Um, Mattel's been doing some really cool Motu stuff recently and to not have that representation for a show that's clicked with a completely different fan base. It's like, you know, it's like like what we always say with Transformers, it's a franchise meant to sell toys. Sell the damn toys, you know? <laughs> Somebody got the message over there when it came to Masters, though, because we've got how, we've got a, a line with WWE figures. They've got their Origins figures, which are the remakes of the originals. Yeah. We've got Revelation figures, um, and a lot of people agree they're killing it with that franchise right now. And they've got Shiva on the bench still. Honestly, they could come out with a line of Shira toys. They can start plugging. Um, I've got a Shira actually from the Origins line up there on the shelf right now. But you know, I'd love a Catra. You know, I'd love an Entraptra. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of collectors there's still there's still a lot of love for that show. You see it trending all the time on Twitter. And how, when's the last time we got anything new from that series? And people are still talking about it. there's demand out there. So I'm a little surprised that they still haven't jumped at that because they are killing it with Masters of the Universe right now. Mm-hmm. You can say what you want about the cartoon or whatever, and that's a whole nother show that we can have about talking about stuff. <laughs> and they that. have had that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been so, on a couple. <laughs> oh, so, you know, so it's it just goes to show that, you know, they can do it right. So let's get yeah. going and do it right, guys. <laughs> yeah. 
Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Or a women. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. I'm on staycation, guys. I had a cocktail. That's what happened. All right. I'm allowed. You're living your best life. Yes. You're making me break out the mic's heart. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, now that that things have kind of broken loose and have gotten uh, uh, buck wild, I I want to go back to some uh, topics that um, that Apollo had sent me. We were we were kind of uh, uh, corresponding a little bit uh, prior to this live stream of like, you know, just kind of like general uh, topics to bring up. And I thought uh, dusting off some of those as, as we're getting deeper into this uh, conversation here, I, I think it would be kind of fun. What, what do you think? You want to go through some of the some of these questions, Apollo? Yeah, sounds good to me. Nice. All right. So I, I happen I happen to have our, our chat up, so I'm just gonna kinda read from that and yeah, we'll just kinda like, you know, free wheel and kinda go around the room and and uh and just kinda have some open chat. But like I I love this uh this first idea for a question uh that you had and and it's a simple one. But it gets more complex when you think about it. Uh, the question is, what does Transformers mean to you? Now, um, Apollo, you had you had asked this out on Twitter and and got some uh, uh, pretty interesting um, oh, answers. See, see, see what I mean? Yeah, it's like so. So, um, so before we go around the room and kind of like unpack a little bit of that for for uh, for ourselves, um, uh, not to put you too much on the on the spot, but uh, do you uh, do you recall some of those uh, uh, responses that that folks gave to uh, to that particular question? You know, I'm gonna have to bring it up because I don't want to butcher anyone's response. Oh, sure. But um, well, yeah, it's um, oh here we go. Let's see. Um, well, here's one. This is a first one um, from Czar. It's at Inkpen29, and some they wrote a lot. I grew up with the <laughs> 07 film and animated, and I watched DVDs of Energon as well. Since then, I've been keeping up tra- on Transformers, and I've loved so much about it. Fall of Cybertron is one of my favorite games of all time as well. Another one from... Um, T Bartles one is the <laughs> one commonality me and my dad have. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it, it reminds me, and and I I want to oh, kind of stop here for for a quick sec. It reminds mm-hmm. me of this uh, uh commercial that I I don't remember who made it, but it was it was for what the the. 35th anniversary so when, when did that come out i don't remember years but anyway it's like it's 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 a little boy he he rolls up to his 1980s television and he turns on the transformers and you know it uh it, it it zooms in on his eye and you it's going through the o like in transformers the movie which i really appreciate and then it's just the this whiz bang flash montage of various iterations um i don't remember what they left out but i i remember at the time that there was like a couple things they left out but like you know they touched on a bunch of different things and then but at the end of it it zooms out and the 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 kid has become an adult with kids and they're sitting on the couch watching transformers so i just i I, that that um that that dumb television commercial really touched me in a way that i was not 
expecting. I'm like, I'm not supposed to have this level of feels for something that's a commercial for selling toys. But, <laughs> but, but I think, I mean, at this point, there's generational shift of folks that have enjoyed this brand and have shared it. Like I have folks that, that are my age that have kids that they share with. And you know, there, there are folks that are even older than me that came to the brand later that now have kids and grandkids that, you know, that, that they can share with. And, you know, to say nothing about other family relations, nieces, nephews, and, and all of that, like I've, I, uh, I may or may not have given a trans, former or two as a as a gift to various kids in my family and and it's it's i don't know it's like so it, it's it's cool that this this crassly commercial um it, you know a kind of a, a capitalist venture has become a real legitimate touchstone for so many folks that that at this point has spanned a generation i i'm done just that that tweet just really just kind of <laughs> unlocked that. <laughs> i was like the first three uh characters of the tweet actually i think we didn't even get to the full tweet <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Uh, well, would you like me to read some more? Or do we want to go around the room? Well, let's go around the room, and and so yeah, if there's uh, you know, while while we're uh, jumping around the room, we you, you if there if there's like some that catch your eye, but yeah, we certainly don't need to read them uh, uh, comprehensively. Um, Michael Andrews, let's uh, let's let's hear from uh, Ultra Mikeness. What does Transformers mean to you? Wow, that's uh, really loaded. Uh, it really boy. is, and it's super is there a coach deep. Coach, I can lay down on. It, it's uh, it's yeah. one it's one of those things where, like, on the surface, it just seems like, oh, that that's a that's a pretty easy softball question. But again, once you kind of turn it over in your mind, it's like, wow, that's deep. It's deep, bro. <laughs> Yeah, so I've I've been pretty obsessed with like two things my whole life, and it's Star Wars and Transformers, and mm. it's a different connection to both because. Star Wars, like, I don't like to watch any sort of behind the scenes stuff. I like to think of Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. I don't want to think about like the making of kind of stuff. But with Transformers, it's for Beast. I really like to see, you know, it's it's the tactile thing of like you're playing with a little puzzle toy and I want to know everything about like the design of it and who came up with what. And um, so, so that's that's been the difference my whole life. But, but I definitely have. Uh, I'm starting to gain more of an emotional connection to Transformers closer to what I always felt for Star Wars. Um, and part of that was, uh, you know, my first introduction to it was my cousin had the toys. He brought them over. I remember he brought over like a sound wave and those were, it was the family members that just had everything. Like that's how, that's how you got into that stuff is like they had it and they brought it over for the three hours. Um, so I really, I really remember playing with that and I connected with him uh, through that. And then, and then later uh, I just kind of got back into it on my own um, in high school, but I didn't like have any money to collect there. There wasn't a ton going on toy wise when I was in high school. So that kind of worked out with my wallet situation. Um, but, but then my first year in college, uh, this is dating me of course, but my first year in college is when Armada came uh, on the screens and we just got some uh, people together and we would watch it uh, every I want to say every week, but I actually think it was like every day it was airing there for a while. And we, we just, we just had this moment. I, uh, Mike, we talked about this a little bit, but we just had this moment where we're like, man, we don't really have to worry about like someone like shoving us in a locker because we like transformers. We can like sit down on this couch and 
we can we can plan a party night around watching this show and we would we would go like everyone else was like super into like drinking and beer freshman year of college and we were like let's go on a transformer run let's go see what uh toys r us has on the shelves so that was kind of our big thing uh and then to get a little heavy about it uh, my mom passed away right around that time and uh a uh, little after little after Christmas that year. Um, but for Christmas, she got me an Armada hotshot toy. And I had I had no idea she even knew I was into I mean, I think she knew I was into Transformers, but I had no idea that she knew that Armada was a thing that I was into and and that she got me that gift was like so important. Um and now I just it's just sort of a, a symbol of my fandom of it. Like if anybody asked me my favorite character uh, hotshot. Unfortunately, my name doesn't lend itself to hotshot as well. So <laughs> stick with Ultra Mikeness. But uh, yeah, I, I I think that that really cemented something uh, in the Transformers fandom. So what what it means to me, I guess, is just that that connection to family has always kind of been there, and starting to move away from like it's just a cool like toy that does things to like the personal reasoning behind it. Nice. So wipe dry your eyes, everyone. Now that, uh, <laughs> my sad stories out there. No, thank you for sharing. That's that's no that that's great. And and again, that that's that's the the power that these totems that we carry with us have. And you know, so I mean, we we've talked to so many of like the the old timey creators, like you know, like your your Flint Dillies and your Ron Friedmans, and you know, folks that like you know did all this stuff back in the day. And the and the consensus is, yeah, we had no idea that any of this stuff was actually going to mean anything to anybody. You know, we kind of tried to do the best that we could with what we had, and we wanted to make it good. We didn't set out to to make something bad. I mean, nobody sets out to make something bad but in in terms of like the the deeper resonance um yeah it's 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 i mean i i, I don't want to get a, a too overwrought and say it's amazing but it really kind of <laughs> is like in in a way because like i i have a um a connection that, you know, it's like I could just like feel in my chest when like I, I opened up like those Studio Series 86 figures because like it it connected to that thing that means something so deeply to me. It's like, oh, they made this for me. Wow. <laughs> or like anytime I, you know, get like a, like yet another uh, DVD copy of the movie or something like that. It's like, wow, they made this for me. And to I, Mike Cyber. Exactly. Right <laughs> well, and, and I've talked about this in a, in a few other places before, but like, you know, I, I shared with Joe when he first joined me um, that I, my, my fandom of Transformers, the movie, kind of uh supersedes my transformers fandom i i i come into transformers fandom because of my fandom of transformers the movie they're almost kind of like separate in a weird kind of way but like there was a time that i literally as, as silly as it sounds i thought i was the only person walking this earth that felt that same connection to that movie and and it seems absurd now that you know i've made so many friends with with so many similar connections but like when i'm in high school you know by myself it's like oh this this 
this dumb Transformers movie. You know, it's like, you know, Michael, you were, you were talking about being shoved into lockers. I mean, it's like, you know, if you say that, like, your favorite movie is the Transformers the movie and you're in high school in 1996, <clears throat> yeah, you, you're going to get shoved in a locker for that. So, so But if I was, say I love Dark of the Moon here, I also get shoved in a locker. So it's a really yes. weird, like... That, that, is, that is true. It, it is but you deserve dark. it this time. <laughs> right, right. I, I get that. <laughs> I recognize your Twitter handle, Joe, but I know you were there. Yeah. I, I, I was just going for the moment. That's all. Yeah. Well, you know, but kind of piggybacking on that, uh, that is really, it is really great that there's like more like connections uh, for everyone. And like the idea that I'm for the longest time, I was the only one that I knew that like transformers and like meeting yeah. all these people that like it and uh, interacting with them on Twitter is super cool. But like, I wonder, I just wonder like, uh, you know, younger people now, if they're going to get that same connection, like, will they, will they get that moment of like, I'm the only one that likes this. This is like a foundational building block to me. Um, I want, I just, I don't know. I, I think there's, there, there's some room to maybe chat about that. Does anyone have any opinions on, did you, did, did you all have sort of a connection where you were the only one that liked transformers or did you always have like a community around you of like fans? No, um, it went away. I mean, if you're an, from back when it first started, I mean, it went out of consciousness oh, yeah. for a while. Um, yeah. I mean, the big red truck Optimus Prime people knew that, but it wasn't like you had a show coming on. And then when Beast Wars came on, it wasn't exactly recognizable like your previous Transformers stuff was. So the people who maybe caught that first wave, like me, kind of dabbled in it a little, but I wasn't like immersed in it like I was originally um so it kind of went away and i really think um around that 80s nostalgia boom at the beginning of the 2000s when we first got the dreamwave comic and then yeah. and then you start and then uh, toys r us did the reissues um i still wasn't all the way in but i knew what was happening and i remember <laughs> thinking to myself like man i love transformers um i, I you know I, I need to go look into that stuff and i ended up buying the comic and following the comic but um, yeah, I was the only, you know how you're talking about your freshman year. Um, I was one of the guys out there drinking beer and going to do all those <laughs> things, but I had a dream wave, um, auto box poster in my apartment in college that everybody would always say, damn, that's cool. That looks nice. cool. Yeah. You know I mean? So I, I, the flame was, the flame wasn't roaring, but the pilot light was on with me and I, and I wasn't, <laughs> and I wasn't shy about sharing it. I was a comic book guy. So everybody knew I was the X-Men guy. Like when those movies were coming out, everybody wanted me to go see him and we'd be sitting there and they'd be nudging me. All right, who's that? What's he do? Who's that? What's he do? And that eventually turned into a Transformers thing. But I think I think that going back to what you're saying, are kids going to have that connection? I think it's always been there for them, Mm -hmm. um, for the younger group. It hasn't gone away. You haven't had that longing or like Mike or me thinking, damn, I remember that movie was awesome. Like I still think about that movie from when I was a kid, but I don't know if anybody else remembers this movie. Um, I think they've had movies, they've had Netflix, they had YouTube to watch Cyberverse on. So I don't think they're going to have that feeling of, you know, am I the only one who likes this? Cause there's just so many opportunities to say, yeah, I'm part of this group now. Yeah. You, 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 Unlock something in a big whack way, Joe, that I was thinking about and I wanted to bring up is that um, a component of nostalgia is separation. 
and there was a time where I couldn't watch that Transformer movie. Like it was it was sitting in yep. a video on a shelf at a video store, but I I didn't have a half dozen digital copies like I have now. You know, I have literally a stack of Transformers the movie discs that I could throw in at different times depending upon what version I want to mess around with. But yeah, I think I think that that's where that that's what makes nostalgia strong is is a um, a moment of separation, if 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 that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, uh, Maddie Apollo, I really want to hear you two sound in on this, but I want to say really quick, I'm closer to in age to Mike and Jobot, and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy because I I could have seen. I could have seen the movie in theaters. I had no idea it existed until probably I was probably about 14. And my cousin was like, you know, there's a movie, right? And I was just like, what? <laughs> I would drive around all the Suncoast pictures so I could find the VHS of it so that I could yes. find out uh, what it was. Shout out and to I still Suncoast. Have, I still yeah. have this weird moment because when I saw it, it was I bought it with them. And then I came home from the weekend and I must have got like exposed to a bug or something because i was super sick so the first time i watched transformers the movie was like high grade fever just tripping balls it kind of is that there there is a fair amount of psychedelia that, that goes oh, into that that actually yeah. kind of works i think maybe i understood the amount of coke that the creators were on because <laughs> of how i first experienced them <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, So yeah, I kind of lost track a little bit. Uh, So so um, uh, what does if I can jump in? I just because I want to make sure Maddie and Apollo uh, get the answer on this. But but yeah, I mean, did did you two grow up like surrounded by people that were also into Transformers, or how did you kind of come to the brand? Maddie, you want to go first? (laughs) Uh, Sure. Uh, So. I guess, yeah, I'm the baby of the group right now because um, I didn't really get into Transformers uh, until 2010, I'd say. Like, I was pretty late to the game. Um, I opted to watch Digimon when Armada was airing. (laughs) (laughs) I still adore Agumon. Um, But I actually really picked up with it in high school. So... Uh, I binged uh, Transformers Anime and Transformers Prime, uh, really got right on the Prime train. Um, But speaking to kind of the isolation aspect of it, uh, I think the younger fans feel it in a different way because, um, at least in my experience, it's still kind of hard to find like on the street in your school, like people who resonate with the franchise the same way you do. So it's like I was never ostracized for being like, I like robots that punch each other, but um, I never had anyone to talk about. Uh, so Bumblebee has like all these deep seated insecurities because of X, Y, and Z, and I would like to psychoanalyze him with you. I, uh, by the way, you want to read my fanfic? So it's like, it's like you don't really have those people IRL to talk to, but um, I know at that point in my life, too, for me personally, I like wasn't looking necessarily for a community um i was pretty emotionally constipated so it was just i'm gonna enjoy this project all of my feelings and then bottle them up right here until i die uh which isn't necessarily (laughs) healthy Uh, (laughs) 
But yeah, no, I I resonate a lot. I, like I love Bumblebee, and it's really because I grew up with him. So I was a teenager when Prime was airing, and Bumblebee's supposed to be like decently young. Uh, war crimes. Um, <laughs> and then, and then never too the young, time, I guess. No, never too young for murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put put a rifle in that child soldier's hand. Yeah. Oh, this got go. super uh, real. <laughs> exactly. It's like here, go kill people. Okay, I guess you're my dad, so I have to. Um, <laughs> but by the time Robots in Disguise came out, um, I was a college student. I was going through like this mass change in my life. I had taken a gap year, transferred from uh, another university to a different one. Um, and I was like, oh, shoot, there's another Transformers show with my boy? I'm in. Uh, and then that entire show just turned out to be Bumblebee's uh, Quarter Life Crisis. So I just like, <laughs> I feel this on an emotional level. This is me with my cousins. You didn't have to come after me like this. Uh, but that's when I really started getting into the community. And I met so many amazing people in the online space. But again, it was people online in different parts of the country that I couldn't physically like go visit or anything or just discuss the weekly episode or whatever with. Um, it was all just digital, but it wasn't, it's not necessarily isolating because you just have mm. now this wealth um, of information, of ways to interact, um, see all the fan art, see like your fandom alive and well in this little pocket of one large social media site. Uh, yep. So <laughs> awesome technology. Nice. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, so uh, a little bit off topic, but still on topic. Since uh, since Bumblebee is your boy, um, I forget if I've asked you or if you've said what your who your favorite iteration is. Hmm. By default, it has to be Transformers Prime, Robots in Disguise, Wilfred L. Bumblebee. Um, oh. I actually, uh, in the pandemic, signed up to do like one of those virtual one-on-one -on -one meetings with him. Uh, <laughs> and it was actually like supposed to be for a Kim Possible reunion panel. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so uh, we hop into the room and Wilfredell just goes, okay, what brought you here? Was it Kim Possible? Was it Boy Meets World? And I go, Transformers. And he's like, oh my God, hold on. I'm adding more time. We're going to talk about Transformers. Okay. <laughs> so oh my it was, gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was five minutes of talking to Wilfredell about Transformers and struggling mm -hmm. to remember the title of the second episode of Robots in Disguise that he wrote. Oh. Impressive. Did he write one? <laughs> he wrote two. Um, oh, that's awesome. And again, the second one, nobody remembers, not even Will Friedle, so I don't feel that bad. Uh, <laughs> but the first one was in season three. It was the pretzel episode <laughs> where uh, Grimlock learns how to be patient from a monk who teaches him how to make pretzels. Oh, yes. my gosh. It's as ridiculous as it sounds. And I'm like, I this came out of your brain and it's hilarious. Um, I'm like, also intentionally, I see that you didn't give Bumblebee a lot of voice lines, bro. So, uh, just like cashing in that check, yo. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Absolutely. Oh, it was oh. totally intentional. He's like, I don't want to scream right now. I'm going to put all the onus on, um, Carrie Payton. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. But how do you feel about this version of Bumblebee? Uh, I love him. Hang on one sec. Oh, man. <laughs> I couldn't bring my whole collection. So I moved um, from the East Coast to the West Coast two months ago. Uh, I am in basically a glorified dorm. I could not bring everything with me. Right. Uh, but I did get in Little Tokyo. 